So, it's my TV show. We have guest Claire. Claire, say hi. Hi. <laughs> We're starting over. This is part two. We we had an original one. Long story short, I'm an asshole. Sorry. Also, uh, a lot of interruptions. There were plenty of interruptions. Okay, we're talking today about they both die at the end. You're gonna get the abridged version because now we're done talking about it. We spent like eight minutes talking about it. Let's just talk about it again. They both die at the end. What do you want to? Uh, what do you want to say about it, Claire? What you, like just your initial thoughts about it. I think at the beginning I thought it was gonna be a really bad cliche. Because again, it's like spread all over TikTok. So I was just like, this is just gonna be a huge cliche. It's going to be something I've already read before. But surprisingly, it wasn't. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that you don't really expect, especially towards like part four of the book. So you thought it was original? You thought it had creativity? Like, at first, my original thoughts were like, why did the author spoil the entire story essentially just in the title? Like, that was like my biggest question. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other books that have done it before. You got Harry Potter. It's a fucking book about Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't think that counts because it's the character's name and you have to say it. Junie B. Jones, all those kind of books. There's, 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 the titles are spoiled at the beginning, you know? <laughs> They're really not. <laughs> okay, um... But, I mean, yeah, I guess I could see why, like, the author spoiling it does make it confusing. But, in the author's own words, which I'm gonna paraphrase, it is what it is. Is that what, really what he said? No, that's me paraphrasing. <laughs> um, I don't know, I didn't read all of the acknowledgements, because who reads the acknowledgements? It was also 20 pages. Yeah, no. Um, but, it's just... I don't know, I went into it, like, you were talking about how, like, you were on the verge of tears after you read it, and I was like, please, it can't be that good. It's one of those super cheesy romantic books that I'm just not gonna get into, and I didn't get into it until kind of, like, the end. Um, it was okay, though. I mean, like, what would you give it on a rating scale, like, out of 20? Why out of 20? Because 10 is so general. That's why people use it, because it's general. Out of 20, I'd say like 15 out of 20. 15 out of 20, 75%. Okay, um, I would probably have to give it like a, like a, like a 9 out of 20. Are and, you serious? Yeah. You know, um, I, it wasn't a terrible book, okay? It wasn't absolute garbage. A majority of the first half was. I will agree that the like I would say like the first half was like a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. I feel like because the author creates this genuinely kind of I, I don't want to say completely unique. I'm sure that there's maybe a book or a movie or a video game where they've done this whole ruse where it's like you know when you're gonna die, go do whatever you want, and like that's. In, integrated into society or whatever. I'm sure that there's something before that. If there isn't, props to the author, but you know, um, they spent a lot, they didn't actually spend a lot of time setting up this world. And I was just like, they kind of throw names and they kind of throw like 
pieces of lore for this universe and then just ignore it and focus more on the characters. And I'm not, I'm not too upset about it. You know, I was just like, I wasn't expecting much in the first place. It's just like, there's so much more that could be done with the universe that these characters are in that if the author wanted to, they could have added in like six more characters, made the book, I don't know, two or 300 more pages and had an actually full, decent world that we could, you know, be a part of. I thought the beginning was just, I think it was part one, was just basically them trying to get on the actual, like, Last Friends app. I feel like that was the entire first part, and it took mm. a really long time to get through. Yeah, the entire first part is them meeting. The second part is them, like, getting to know each other. The third part is, I guess, them... No, no. I feel like all of the climax happened at the end in part four. Like, I would say the third part is probably right before the climax is the rising action. You know, we get a bunch of boring uh, intro and, you know, I mean, I guess the characters are fine. Which which one did you like better, Rufus or Mateo? Well, you called, Mate- <laughs> you called Mateo a pussy when we first read the I, book. Okay, look, look, look. Mateo, right? He's supposed to be this shy, nerdy kid who's always stuck inside. His best friend is, what, an older woman? No. How old is, how old is she? She's a teen mom, they're the same age. How is she? I feel like that was not said. Yes, it was. She, like, dropped out of high school. Mm. I thought that was just generalizing. Okay, fine. His best friend is a teen mom, right? Okay, fine, whatever. They make it seem like they're gonna get together somewhere in the book. They don't, I was fine with that. But they did make Mateo and Rufus come together. And I was more like, that was just a cheap shot by the author. They, they could have done that at any point in the book and they didn't have to. Why would you consider it a cheap Because it's such a classic thing, you know, like we have two main characters. They're dying. They're spending the entire day together. Obviously they're gonna fall in love, obviously. And it didn't really matter that they were both guys. The author is gay. 80% of the characters in this book are gay. <laughs> You're laughing, but it's true. It seemed like 80% of the characters were gay, okay? I can't even recall 80% of the characters. There you go. See? That that just speaks to how forgettable these characters are and how little the author put into thinking about this world. So much hate on the internet. I, I can... I, if anybody wants to hate on me for hating on this book, then they can. They know where to find me. Just a disclaimer, I ranked this book much higher than you did, so... No. Any shit you want to say about this podcast, you can shit on the seizure for this podcast. Everyone will collectively shit on Claire as well for being on this podcast. You could have done anything with your life, but you're here. And so instead, we will talk a little bit about... What do you want to talk about? Uh, what, what else is interesting in this book? I don't know. The plot is kind of all over the place. Why would you say it's all over the place? Because they literally 
go all over the place. What are they supposed to do, though? I don't know. This town is specifically made for death cats. Like, they have, like, special events that, like, go around for, like, people who are on that list. Like, there's specific events, there's concerts, and, like, some, like, a somewhat Make-A-Wish Foundation, I guess? I can't remember. It's like, it's like a reverse Make-A-Wish Foundation, where they're like, you're dying, get over it. Make it wish people are like, oh, you might be dying, but you know, here's hope. Here's hoping. No, you know, it's it's not terrible. Okay. What would you say about the writing style of it though? Like how they do character point of view, character point of view, character point of view, that kind of stuff. I feel like at the beginning it was really straightforward with just Mateo and Rufus just kind of going back and forth and then going chronologically as well. And then I feel like it got more confusing the more character point of views they started adding. So Lydia and Peck, Amy, the rest of the Plutons. Mm-hmm. And then even like the people who called them in the first place saying, hey, you're going to die within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that just got more confusing because some of these people, you're like, why does it matter if we have their point of view or not? Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. I mean, honestly, and unless you want to count Rufus's ambiguous death as like the final end of it you know like that's why we wanted to get all these different points of view but even then the author's kind of pushing it with like yeah there's i guess it's a small town but like it's not that small of a town it was also boring to just have the two of them i feel like but if like i don't know i don't know if it would be boring i mean you could add in the third one like or fourth one but like again they're there he's doing like every single character he puts Every single character was in there, except like the waitress at the diner, or like the the service, the guest servicer, at whatever place they go to, the Make a Wish Foundation. <sighs> what would you nitpick about it? One like one thing that just absolutely stuck out to you that was the most annoying thing about this book. There's so much I can say, but it's not coming out of my head. Maybe because I'm just not as like brutal as you are when it comes to like nitpicking like movies and books. But... Mm, I'm very critical about movies. Yes, um. Imagine that this book is a cookie that you make, and you have to find out what's absolutely terrible about it. I think just how slow it was. Like the beginning was so slow. I think that's why it took me so long to read the book. Because I started getting bored of how slow it was getting, so I started pushing it off and stuff. Mm. So it's slow pace. Yeah, I mean, it does start off incredibly slow. It's just like Mateo literally in his room, cuts to Rufus beating someone up. Mateo in his room, Rufus running from someone that he beat up. Mateo in his room. Still in his room. Yeah, and you know, it's not like it wasn't interesting i mean it wasn't but it was question mark what would you compliment about it what was the thing that you liked most about this book i think the fact that they still try to keep memories alive so i think one of the i wouldn't say really big things but something that was really noticeable was continually updating everyone on rufus's like social media i think the idea of just 
saying like, hey, we have 24 hours to live, but I want these pictures to still be around. I want people to still be able to see what memories we made, which I know it wasn't like a big thing, obviously, but they always like took time, whether it was at like the diner or like the concert or something, they always took time to like take photos. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could literally be taking photos and get hit by a car. Like, again, it was like that dangerous for them to be out when mm-hmm. they had 24 hours left. But they're like, hey, let's savor the moment for like just a minute to just right. have photos. And they became useful in the end. So For the villain. Hmm? They were useful for the villain. Okay, that's not what I was insinuating. What were you insinuating? <laughs> Mateo's dad's in a coma. No, but like, do you remember when? Yes, he puts his Instagram at. Yes, I thought that was adorable. I mean, I guess. Maybe I'm just. But to be fair, Rufus could have completely blocked Peck, and that would have not happened. But he could have. There's so many things that the characters could have done. Again, they had 23 hours to live. I don't think they were thinking about. Hmm, who should I block on social media before I go live my life? Who knows, man. We don't know what year this is supposed to be taking place. I guess it's supposed to be like modern day. Like, it said, I think 2018 because it said on Mateo's Twitter. Yeah, but also the book was probably written back then too. I think it said 2017. 2017. 2018. Years ago, you know? Gosh. That was a whole last decade ago. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. 2018 has one in it. In 2021, it also has one, but not in the right place. Anyway, <laughs> about the author. Okay, so the author, uh, I looked him up on Wikipedia. Apparently, they're like gay and suffer with depression. Thoughts. Don't segue like that. That's how I'm segueing. What are you your thoughts? Like that? What are your thoughts you on this always... author? <laughs> That's a horrible way to phrase it. Like the ways that it was depression and gayness. Comments. <laughs> Why don't you comment just to give me like a head start? Because okay. I have no idea what you want Fine. to say. Considering how the book was written, I'd say it's fairly obvious. You know? Like we said, like a majority of the characters are gay. Our main That's what you said. I did not. Like we said. And the majority of the characters have feelings, quote-unquote feelings, that are similar to what teenagers, another quote-unquote teenagers, would be feeling if they knew they were dying. Like Mateo dealing with his anxiety. Well, both of them dealing with their anxiety of dying. And also, like, you know, Mateo's in the closet shit. I did not read his like Wikipedia and stuff before this, but I did like see like his other books revolved a lot around LGBTQ. So I feel like when I read his, um, they both died again. It was kind of expected for it to be LGBTQ, even though I didn't like read like the author's like synopsis or anything like that. But yeah, about the whole like Mateo being in the closet thing, Rufus was very open about it. Like I'm pretty sure it says it like like the first few. Yeah, in his, like, last friend profile, he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm bi. Mateo, it just never talked about it for him, I don't think, until, like, the very end. Yeah, no, in his last friend profile, he left the sexuality part blank. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) 
Maybe because I haven't read it. Maybe because you haven't read it in five months. Exactly. Yes, he left his part blank. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not attracted to men. Maybe because they're all ugly. Except Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but, you know. I, there's like memes about how guys are like straight as hell, except for when it comes to Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds isn't attractive to me. But if it was Keanu Reeves. But if it was Keanu Reeves, I would lay down my life. I would sell my soul for Keanu Reeves to spit on me. <laughs> Wait, what? This just took a turn. We're talking about the book and we're now Right, right. Um, it's official, Keanu Reeves is gonna play the dad. Dude, the dad? The dad in the coma? He's playing Mateo's dad. Would you rather him play 17? Yes, I would. I would actually... I would pay to see a movie where Keanu Reeves is playing a 17-year-old that is in the closet gay. (laughs) 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 Uh, What did you think about the other characters? About some of these side characters? What about the main villain? What would you say about the main villain? Do you think he had any redeemable qualities? Do you think he was a well-written villain? Or was he just thrown in there to throw in some conflict? Personally, I found the villain a cliche. Mm -hmm. Like, we get it. You're, they both like Rufus and the villain, like the same girl. Mm -hmm. And then she dated Rufus first, then dated him, and now his Ben X. Like, got attached to Rufus again, and he's jealous. I feel like it's just very much a cliche. The old new boyfriend trope? Exactly. Yeah. Redeeming qualities? I don't think so. If anyone finds him relatable, um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. We will link a therapy website in the description (laughs) for you to get some help if you relate to Peck's character because you are exhibiting some red flags and toxic traits. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awful. Okay, um... Should we talk about a more happier character? I'd say... Like which one? Lydia. Lydia? Mateo's friend. Yes, Lydia was definitely happier with a dead husband and a child and a best friend who's dying. Yes, that's like the epitome of happiness there. That's not what I was going for. Oh. But like, I know Lydia was like a very small character, but you could see how much she meant to Mateo. I feel like ever since he like first left, he was like, I have to go see Lydia. I have to go see her daughter. I just forgot her name for a second. But he like had... Like, obviously, there's no, like, real, like, love connection between them, but in a way, there is. And then just her struggle with just being not only a teen mom, but also a single teen mom. Mm-hmm. And then also, again, like you said, dealing with the news of her friend dying. Like, I don't think she found out for, like, the longest time. She, he ignored her for a big part of, like, their time. Because he was like, I don't think she can deal with this. Yeah. And then he tells her and runs away. Which is great. But then they came back at like the very last like moment. So. Yeah. I feel like there's no good side characters. Yeah. Like usually there's the main character, main characters, and then you have a good side character. And then the lovable sidekick that yeah. gets all the edits. <laughs> yeah, but 
Yeah, you know, like when you go on Tumblr and you see a main character with a side character and there's an X between their names. Or like when you like go on TikTok and people make like video edits of like movies and stuff, like I like this side character. We ship these characters, not the main ones. That that's the kind of thing that I do. But yeah, no, there were no good side characters. You know, you had the Plutos, which were all kind of we just like their main personality was we have Rufus's back. Yeah, we're Rufus's that was it. friends. <laughs> and and the, that was the same thing about Amy's character. Just like I dated Rufus. That's her entire personality. Lydia. Lydia had more character development. I would say. I feel like she actually had more chapters. Did she have more chapters? So, I don't think she had more character, more chapters dedicated, but she was more talked about. I would That's say. true. Through herself, through her own chapters, or Mateo, because he broke her. Mm-hmm. I think Rufus was like, these Plutos, they got my back. Amy, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Love <good>. my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> loved her, not really loving her now. She's kind of a bitch. But also her boyfriend's kind of a bitch. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a whole weird thing with Amy and Rufus and the whole triangle between them and Peck. But I was just glad they didn't do a triangle between like Mateo, Rufus, and Lydia at that point. That would have been funnier, honestly. <laughs> just like, oh, actually, Mateo, I have feelings for your friend Rufus. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say for Mateo, but that's even funnier. No, no, it would be perfect. Then Rufus would be no, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just like Mateo is like comes out like I'm gay, 100% support, pride, all that stuff, and then Lydia's like, I like your, I like your friend there, your friend. She's like, no, I like him too. Are you friends homophobic? No. What's a good controversial? Let's talk about abortions. <laughs> no, stop. Let's not get into that today. Uh, another time. No, another time. no, that's not what I was saying. That's not what I was insinuating. You clearly stated, and I will read back. The court will back me up here. We have no court. No. <laughs> Put your imaginary gavel down. Order. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up this discussion on They Both Died at the End, is there anything that you would have changed, added, or taken away that you think would have made the book better? Oh god. A lot of the fluff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, just, where? Just at the beginning. I feel like the book, I started getting more into it towards the end, which is not something you really want, because usually when people first start a book, they'll judge it off like the first few pages. Yeah, you want to be just hooked right away. Exactly. And I feel, I mean, I get that there was a hook, like basically them getting a call, hi, this is Death Cast, you have 24 hours to live, we're sorry for like your yeah. loss, make the most of your day. I guess technically the whole title is a hook. Yeah, it's true, but like, I think title like hooks you in and then the rest of the stuff is just like hey 
they're stuck. <laughs> they yeah. got the app. It's like the title gets your foot in the door, but the entire majority of the beginning does Makes not you get back you back. Yeah. yeah. No, for me, I would have completely taken out those two death cast call characters, like the the actual callers and that one lady who was writing a journal piece, reporter piece. The one who's doing it on that celebrity who's also dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have taken those characters out. They did not need to be there. But their entire point of views. All of it. They didn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they, there needs to be someone that gives me. That's what I'm saying. Who's gonna make the call? But like, I mean, throwing in a random reporter character who's also dying, throwing in a celebrity who's also dying. Were they dying? I thought it was just like. No, the reporter was done. They got the call, but they were like they had beaten death. All day, so I guess they were never done. And the celebrity you also got in the call, and then you had the actual caller. It was just a lot, and I would take them out because they didn't—they didn't do anything overall for my emotions. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that just made the book more confusing because it would be like between it would be Mateo Rufus, and then going back and forth again. Hi, here's the people that called them. They're not dying, but they did call people who died, and that's what yeah. They did for a every bit. single time a new character was introduced, it'd be like, "This is blah blah blah." Deathcast did, did not, call them or, or did didn't. not call yeah. them. And they are or are not dying. And it was just like, great. Why do I care about this person? Alright, well, that I think wraps up They Both Died at the End uh, with a solid rating at 9 out of 20. Oh, should we just average them? Average out 15 and 9 out of 20, which is 24 out of 20, which is 12 out of 10. No, 24 out of 40, 12 out of 20, which is 6 out of 10. 60%, that's rotten. <laughs> okay, that's not the way. 60% rating generalized by uh, Claire and myself, you know. Um, it, was, it wasn't it was bad. That's, that, that's, that's my, that's, that's how I would write my critic review. It's not that bad. Like, you know how books have, like, Bestseller, like, mm-hmm. will change your whole world. I think you got like many awards for it. It's like best, like LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ book of like 2017 or 2018 or something like that. Or like best representation of that or something. You yes. just put, I would just put, it's not that bad. Just put, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Alright, well, thank you so much, Claire, for joining us on It's My TV Show. Everyone, We will be back sometime. Thank you so much.